Yesterday we learned the Pasuk, Hine lo yanum velo yishan shomer Israel, which we explained that whether Am Yisrael is weak or terrible, that's how he described Yanum and Yishan, Hashem is going to continue to guard Am Yisrael. He's not forgetting us. And we asked yesterday, we saw the Midrash. The Midrash asked, Hashem is only Shomer Yisrael. He's only watching Am Yisrael. He's watching the whole world. Where would the world be if Hashem doesn't watch it? Hashem is keeping the world alive and going every moment. So what do you mean he's Shomer Yisrael? So the Midrash says some very powerful words. That in reality, Hashem created the world for Yisrael. And since he created the world for Israel, he shomer Israel. And because he shomer Israel, he shomer the whole world too. So we started explaining yesterday. Like I said yesterday, some people may be uncomfortable with hearing words that Hashem created the world for Israel. We started explaining yesterday that first of all, it doesn't mean that when the world was created, Hashem had Yisrael, and then He ignored everybody else. That's not what happened. I mentioned to you yesterday that the purpose of creation is that Hashem would do the ultimate kindness. The ultimate kindness is the greatest gift. The greatest gift is to give another a human, the opportunity to become perfect like Hashem is perfect. That's what it means at Selem Elohim, to be an image of Hashem. That's what Torah tells us. When Hashem created mankind, He created him in His image. What does it mean in His image? Hashem has no image. Hashem is not physical. We usually think of images as pictures but this is a different kind of image it's not an image of visual picture it's an image of a like neshama we our soul is very much like hashem with whatever it is that we see by hashem we have the same thing that's why we say el rahom vehanun or we speak about the characteristics of Hashem. We say it again and again on Kippur, on the Amim Noraim, Slihot. The purpose of saying those attributes of Hashem is that we should emulate. And like I mentioned yesterday, to emulate Hashem would seem ridiculous. What, 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 we're so distant from the Creator of the world. How can we emulate Hashem? The answer is that Hashem created us a mini version of Himself and we're capable of reaching all of the chokhmah that He has. Imagine we are able to learn the same wisdom 
that the Creator has. He gave us the capability of being able to know what He knows, to understand what He understands. He gave us the ability to have the same character that He has. This explains, by the way, a Gemara on the Pasuk, Ze Eli Ve'anvehu. When Am Yisrael was crossing the Yamsuf, it says Ze Eli Ze. Whenever you say Ze, it means you're pointing. Ze, this. This is Eli, this is my God. Ve'anvehu. The word anveo means I will do something to beautify him. Hazal tell us that they were able to see an image of Hashem. They had nevuah, they had a prophecy. The people, yes, during the time when they were crossing Yamsuf, it wasn't just crossing the water. They had a, a spiritual elevation that they were able to point and say, that's my God and I will beautify him. But comes the Gemara and says, what does it mean ve'anvehu? So we know anvehu, usually, we use it when it comes to mitzvot. Hazal tell us that when you do a mitzvah, don't just do the basic minimum mitzvah. Ve'anvehu. Anvehu means do it nice. Yes, you can get away with a sukkah that is very, very simple. But make it nicer. You can get away with Sefer Torah that's very simple, but make it nicer. Whatever you can afford. Lulav, etrog, milah, even milah, there's an anvehu. How to cut the milah in the nicest way. There's anvehu in the mitzvot. So Hazal tell us, when you do a mitzvah, do it nice. Beautify the mitzvah, because beautifying the mitzvah is beautifying Hashem. So where do we learn that from? But there is a Gemara that says, I believe, was the name of Abba Shaul. He says, Anvehu is Ani Vahu. Ani, the word Anvehu. He splits it. Ani, me. Vehu and him. What does that mean? Ze Eli. This is my God. Vehu. Ani Vahu. Me and him. Says Abba Shaul. Mahu Rahum. Just like when you see Hashem is compassionate. Afatarahum. You be compassionate. Just like he is Gomel Hasadim. You be Gomel Hasadim. Whatever you see, Ani, Vahu, me and him, we should be similar, we should be alike. First of all, that's not the definition of Ve'an Vehu. Ve'an Vehu means Lashon Naveh, Shon beautiful. Why is Abba Shaul taking the word Ve'an Vehu and chopping it up that it should mean Ani, Vahu? Perhaps the explanation is that he's giving us the greatest form of ve'anvehu. 
What is the greatest form of beautifying Hashem? We speak about lulav and etrog and sukkah and tefillin, doing mitzvot in the most beautiful way, which clearly is a way to beautify Hashem. But says Abba Shaul, you want to know what the greatest way of beautifying Hashem? Be like Him. Is there a greater respect that someone can give you? Is there a greater kavod that someone can give you, your son, your daughter, if somebody asked them, so tell me, you appreciate your father? And they say, of course. Tell me. Tell me how much you appreciate your father. And they say, listen, I want to tell you something. I want to be exactly like my father. I want to be exactly like him. There is no greater honor in life that someone can give you than their desire to be exactly like you. That is the greatest medal of honor. Standing up for you, nice. Speaking warm words to you, very nice. But someone who was once to be like you exactly, that's kavod. The greatest honor, unveil, the greatest beauty that we can give to our Creator is when we make ourselves ani vahu, when we make ourselves exactly like Him. Now, let me answer you a question. When they saw Hashem, how come that reminded them of what they're supposed to be? Follow? The Pasuk says, Ze'eli, this is my creator. I see him. Oh, Anivaho, I got to be like him. How did those two things come together? Again, one would have said, when they saw Hashem, they would see something so distant, so removed from human comprehension. The last thing they would say is, I need to be like him. The answer is, like I told you, Hashem made us like Him. In fact, in fact, it says in the Navi, when it talks about the chariot of Hashem, whatever that means, and who was riding the chariot. So the Pasuk describes, that's obviously the Creator, Hashem. It describes a face of an Adam, of a person. So interesting that Hashem, who was riding the chariot, is described. Again, he has no image. But in, for us to understand, he had an image of Adam. That means when Am Yisrael saw Hashem and they're pointing Ze'eli, what were they seeing? They were saying, they were seeing Hashem in a human image. That's why they knew Ze'eli. Oh my goodness, that's my creator. Ve'anve'u. That means he's like me, or I'm like him. I need to be like him. That is the purpose of creation. The purpose of creation is that even one man will come into this world and be able to develop themselves in every way, in their wisdom, in their character, in their entire being, to be truly godly. This is the gift that Hashem gave mankind. When He created the world, like I told you yesterday, He didn't just 
give it to us as a gift. As we mentioned yesterday, if he would give us that gift, then it wouldn't be the best gift. It would be something that we received. So Hashem did the greatest kindness that he gave us the ability to make ourselves like the Creator by giving us free choice, the miracle of free choice, where we come into this world and we always have to be balanced to be able to run to do great or to be pulled to do terrible. And we're always making decisions. Hashem created such a complex system for every individual, individualized for each person, where each one would have their share of challenges. They would have their share of things that are pulling at them. Some people have anger issues. Some people have... Not everyone has anger issues. Let me, I, I take that back. We have anger issues. We have lazy issues. We have peer pressure issues. We have all kinds of things that are constantly pulling at us, constantly taking us away from what we're supposed to be doing. Sometimes people feel when they see such things, why does Hashem make it so hard? If Hashem wanted me to do the right things, if Hashem wanted me to be good, so that means when Hashem created the world, everything is free choice. Remember, we sometimes think free choice means Hashem tells you something or not to do something, and then we have the choice to either do it or not. That's one level of free choice. But there's much deeper levels of free choice. Let me give you an example. When Hashem made the world, it was free choice if you wanted altogether to hear from Hashem. I mean, Hashem could have made it where you come into this world and every person would be developed enough where Hashem would give them all the rules and then they would have to decide if they will follow or not. That wouldn't be free choice. But Hashem made free choice even more than that. It would be free choice if you even want to be on the level to follow. Before even Hashem gives it to you, it was free choice to become the type of person that Hashem would tell you what to do. You have to choose to be that. Let's ask a more simple question for this subject. How come Hashem who loves all His creations Hashem says, the Pasuk says, Hashem has compassion over every single one of His creations. So why would He give the precious Torah, why would He give the Torah only to Am Yisrael? If the Torah indeed is able to create the perfect man, which is the perfect gift, and Hashem loves all of His creation. Why would He not give the entire planet the Torah? Why is the Torah only given to Am Yisrael? Is it because Hashem doesn't love His other children that He made? Could it be Hashem has a lack of Ahava for all the other creations? That's a fundamental question. 
if the Torah is such a gift, why didn't Hashem give the gift to the entire planet? The answer to this question is a very important question. The answer to this question is a very fundamental answer. The Torah, a life of godliness, which the Torah is supposed to be mehanech. You know mehanech means? To educate and to, to cultivate a person to become an image of Hashem. That is what the Torah is. The Torah is a set of principles, values, lifestyle, and many things that cultivate a person, a human being which is near, which is an Adam. Adam means Adama. Adama means we're a piece of dirt. That's all we are physically. The Torah is capable of taking an Adam and making him an Elohim, making him a Tselem Elohim. It takes a human and makes him angelic. And not like the angels that Hashem created angels, the Adam becomes an angel. That's why it says by the ladder of Yaakov, it says that the bottom of the ladder was on the ground and the top was in Shamaim. And who was standing on top of the ladder? Hashem. Which means, Hashem was showing Yaakov Avinu that your children will now have this opportunity. The ladder is the Torah. The rungs are all of its values. The Adam begins where? On the Adama. And where is his goal? To the top. What's on top? Hashem. Which means the Torah is supposed to turn a behemoth, which is a human being, a human being without Torah, without values, is a behemoth. He's an upgraded monkey. Like I told you, Darwin wasn't so off. When you look how humans behave, you realize Darwin was pretty, pretty on the money. You see, you walk the streets and you see an upgraded monkey. The Torah is supposed to take an Adam, an Adama. By the way, why is it called a Behemah? I told you once. Why is a Behemah called a Behemah? Behemah. Animal. Ba. In it. Ma. There's nothing in it. When you look at an elephant, what do you see? An elephant. What's inside the elephant? What's the depth of the elephant? Nothing. What you see is what you get. There's nothing in it. Ba ma. When a human has nothing in him, when everything is what you see on the outside, then he's a behemoth. The Torah takes, the ladder of Torah takes a behemoth from the bottom of the ladder and he keeps climbing, climbing, climbing. And the goal is to reach, to become like Hashem. That's what they said. Ze'eli. That's my God. Oh, I got to be like him. He looks like me or I could look like him. When the creator made the world, 
He, didn't, he couldn't give the Torah to everybody. You know why? Because in order to become ready to go on this ladder, there has to be a certain, uh, a, a certain vessel, exactly. That's what Hazal tell us. You've heard this before. Maybe you didn't understand it. Or people misunderstand it. Derech Eretz Kadma La Torah. Some people erroneously explain Derech Eretz means behavior. Your, 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 uh, the way you talk, right? Your, your, uh, your attitude, your, right? That's called Derech Eretz. Is before the Torah. Some people mistakenly, it's a terrible mistake, think that means that being a good person and having just a, a good character is more important than Torah. That is false. That's not what the statement means. Derech Eretz Kadma la Torah. Kadma means if you expect Torah, you first have to have a vessel of Derech Eretz. When you have Derech Eretz, you become more refined. Then the language of the Torah could talk to you. The Torah is given over to refined people. People who don't have Derech Eretz have no chance of the Torah making an impact on their life. That's why before Matan Torah, during the Omer, Hashem gave us the Omer to count up to Matan Torah. Why do we count up to Matan Torah? What, do, what does Am Yisrael do during those 49 days? They learn about character, perkeavot, self-improvement, watch how you talk, learn how to be patient, be sameah. That's what we do before Matan Torah. I would have said before Matan Torah, we should open up Gemarot and let's start learning as much Torah as possible so we can get prepared for Matan Torah. And no, the preparation for receiving the Torah is first making yourself a vessel to be able to hold the Torah. A person who comes to the Bet Midrash and is of course speech and rough character the Torah is not going to be able to stick to him he has no glue for the Torah to hang on to him I told you the Omer time is spent on character refinement because that's how you're able to really receive the Torah a guy who doesn't have character refinement and he sits and he learns the Torah is not going to be so effective the Torah is effective, but he's not the keli. It's like trying to put good wine in a dirty bottle of wine. No matter how good the wine is, it's always going to come out, not the quality that you want. The Omer is spent, that's why we count up. Remember I told you the other day, we don't count down. We're not waiting for Matan Torah. We have to make ourselves ready for Matan Torah. Every year Hashem gives us the opportunity to be ready that's what we do every morning, gentlemen. Every morning, what are we doing here? We're learning how to get ready for Matan Torah. The goal isn't to learn Musa your whole life. 
The goal is that you refine yourself and you refine yourself and you refine yourself more and more and more so that the Torah can become a real presence in your life. So David said, it's interesting, there are two korbanot brought in this time period of the Omer. One at the beginning of the Omer and one at the end by Shavuot. At the beginning of the Omer by Pesach, they bring a korban, a very unusual korban, not a korban of animals. They bring a korban of seorim. Seorim is barley. They take barley that just started growing during Pesach time and they bring a barley korban into the Beit HaMikdash. By Shavuot, they bring a wheat korban to the Beit HaMikdash. Why you start with barley and you end with wheat? Because barley is, today people eat barley more, but in those days, it was cheap grain they fed to animals. If you had wheat, you don't eat barley. So barley is ma'achal behemah. Hazal described barley as ma'achal behemah. You know who brings barley? A sota. A woman is accused of not being ne'eman to her husband. She has a whole procedure in the Beit HaMikdash and she has to bring a korban of barley. Barley. Hazal say, why barley? So she did. She's accused of doing she has to bring a korban behemah. That's one of the ways uh, that they show her about the lowness of her action. So Bali is behemah food. So when you start the Omer, what kind of korban you bring? You bring a korban of behemah. You're starting the ladder. The, the hope is by the time you hit Shavuot, you're already a Ben Adam. You refine yourself to become a Ben Adam. Derech Eretz Kadmala Torah. Without Derech Eretz, you have no Torah. That's why the Marhu says, Yes, that's for sure. But you need Derech Eretz first. Talmud Torah Kulam. You need to first have Derech Eretz. Now, listen to this. The Marhu, the Rav Haim Vital, the student of the Arizal. He writes, he has a question. How come the Torah doesn't command us about midot, about character? Why are we not commanded about character refinement? Torah doesn't say, I command you to be compassionate. I command you to be patient. Torah doesn't command us about midot. We know about good midot in the Torah. But there's no commandment. It's not a, one of the 613 mitzvot. Why not? He says, because Midot come before the Torah. So it can't be the Midot are in the Torah. They have to come as, he calls it, as the Kiseh. The Kiseh means the Midot are the chair where the Torah sits. So therefore you have to have it beforehand. So if you ask, how come? The Torah wasn't given to every human on the planet. Answer is to live according to the Torah principles. 
You have to be a certain kind of person. So that was also free choice. It would be free choice to become the type of person that would be able to live according to all the principles in the Torah. It's not for every person. Again, Hashem could have made every person refined. And now the only question would be, will you keep the Torah or will you not keep the Torah? But Hashem made free choice even deeper than that. He made free choice. You have the free choice to choose to become the type of person that would be able to have the Torah, which would be able to make you a Tzalem Elohim. Follow? All of that is free choice. When Hashem made the world, that was the ultimate purpose. The purpose, like we said yesterday, wasn't the animals, wasn't the fish. It wasn't even human. The ultimate purpose is that he would be able to give this perfect gift to who? To those who will choose to become fit for such a gift. And then they would get the gift. And even then they would have to work to be able to follow that gift and be able to live by that gift. If you look at the Torah, tell me, is it not awesome to live a life of Torah? When I say awesome, I don't mean great, enjoyable. That's not what I mean today, it is. I mean, is it not hard to believe that a person could actually live a life of Torah? Torah says, never speak Lashon Hara. Not the American type of never. What does American never mean? Yeah, not all the time. Never means, I never lie. It means, I never lie all the time. But when the Torah says, don't speak Lashon Hara, it's telling you, from the time you hit Bar Mitzvah, Bat Mitzvah, you're not allowed to speak Lashon Hara once for a hundred years. And in the same hundred years, Every guy you see, love every person you see. And at the same time, you never hate anybody. And at the same time, anybody in need, you have to make sure you give him what he's, needing, what he, what he's missing. And at the same time, you have to learn. And at the same time, you have to make sure that you never put the wrong food in your mouth. Ever. And at the same time, yeah, how many laws are there? You know how awesome the undertake people say, how come Hashem didn't give the Torah to anybody else? You know how difficult it is to take on all of that and feel the responsibility of living according to that lifestyle? I venture to say that I don't know if any of us have actually lived the life of complete Torah observance. But that's the requirement. And it's not easy. It's beautiful, but it's not easy. Taking that all on was a very big deal. When Am Yisrael said, that was a big deal. 
When the other nation says we can't do it, they were right. They can't do it. Because it takes a certain type of developed person that would be able to fulfill and take on all of the mitzvot that Torah gives. That would be free choice. When Hashem made the world, there was an empty picture. You ever hear the story of one of the great rabbis? Rabbi Gifta, Alaba Shalom, was a Rosh Hiva in Cleveland. He was a very big man in America. So there's a famous story about him. And when he was young, he had in his room pictures framed of all great people that he emulated. Great rabbis, great people. And he had one picture frame of an empty picture. That picture, he said, one day he had a dream that he would be in that picture himself. Hashem, when He made the world, He created many humans. And He created a picture frame. And the picture frame was empty. Who would choose to elevate their values from living a lower life of an Adam? Lower, lower life means lower expectations. Also, you accomplish, I told you many times, in Am Yisrael, we tell the Goy, you have a job, you go to Olam Abba, you have accomplishments, but it's a lower expectation and obviously a lower, a, a, a lower gift. That picture frame was left empty. Who from humanity, who from this world would choose to want that, that was left open. No nation was given automatic anything. It was for every human to choose to become that. That's why the Torah tells us about the, the generations. Adam had that choice. Adam didn't really come through the way he should have. From Adam, you have all the generations that came Samuel, see upstairs. And to skip to the main point, Abraham Avinu was that man that had the clarity and understood that humans could be much greater than the life that they're living. So he took upon himself a whole new way of life. The kindness that Abraham Avinu was involved in, like we mentioned yesterday, is not to be believed. Anyone here ever imagined that they would open up their house to be a hotel for free? Imagine you open up, your home would be a hotel for free. And it's open 24-7. And it's open to anybody who needs you. We feel great when we have a great rabbi by us on a Friday night once a year. We say we have hachnasat orhim in our home. Meanwhile, it's once a year. You enjoyed the rabbi more than he enjoyed you. So really, it was for you, not for him. But you feel, ah, oh, hachnasat orhim. And I'm not saying it's not. 
Abraham Avinu was a man who today we would say is insane. He opened a home, not another home, his home was open. That's our grandpa. He did it his whole life. He opened a hotel for free 24-7. That was his job. That's just one area of his life. Who? Abraham Abinu. He started a new derech. He saw a picture frame that was empty. And he wanted something more. There was nobody till Abraham Avinu that lived life like that. His commitment to do what's right against all odds. Unique. That was Abraham Avinu. Abraham Avinu taught society. He felt the responsibility that it wasn't only about him. It was about everybody else. He kept going and helping and making people. He was a very wealthy man. Don't think Abraham Avinu couldn't spend more time in his business and make more money. Don't think he could have taken more vacations in his life and relaxed more. He was one of the wealthiest people in the world. But he spent his time elevating himself and elevating the people around him. And the Torah constantly tells us, that's why when we learn the Sefer Bereshit, there's no mitzvot in Sefer Bereshit. Why does the Torah tell us a whole book of stories? Hazal tells us Bereshit is called Sefer Hayashar. Because Bereshit is the book of Derech Eretz. It's the book of how you live a straight life. You see, the Torah tells us about Abraham, how he dealt with Ephron. Ephron was this uh, real con man. And Abraham had a very difficult few days. Just came back from the Akedah, the high of the high of the Akedah. Came back and his wife died. And he's struggling to find a place to bury her. Even though God promised him, I'm going to give you this whole land. He can't even find a burial plot for his wife in the land. God promised him this whole country. He can't even bury her. And yet, the way he speaks to Ephron, such refined character, such a refined mouth that he uses, respect. By the way, some count that as one of the ten tests of Abraham Avinu. His attitude. Abraham Avinu was a man who decided he wants to develop himself and his children and anybody who wanted to join to become the person or the family. After all, we're just a family. We are a family. We come from a family of Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. He wanted to make his family fit to be on that picture frame. Which meant character, make yourself, look at Yosef. Look at Yosef with his brothers. What they did to him. The whole story of Yosef is all about what? It's about a man who his brothers made him suffer. For years, they almost killed him. 
And now he has full power over them. And what does he do? Nothing. He completely forgives them. Today we have a brother and sister. One time one person said something, did something. And for 50 years they don't talk. They hate each other. They don't sit shiva together. Yosef at Sadiq, his brothers, what they did to him is unimaginable. He was in jail for 10 years. 12 years because of them. He was a slave in Egypt. 22 years without his father. That's what his brothers did to him. And when he saw them, nothing. Complete forgiveness. Nothing. That's called character refinement. It's not normal. You can't be an angry person and have Torah to make you a, a godly person. You can't be cheap. You have to be giving. You have to be a giver. When it comes to charity, when it comes to your time, Hashem gave that picture frame to whoever wanted it. It would be free choice. Which family would decide to become that and would work to get there? That was free choice. Till Abraham Avinu, they might have been individuals who did great things, but it didn't stay solid by a family. Abraham, he had Yitzhak and Ishmael. Ishmael chose a different path. He's out. Yitzhak continued the work of his father. That's the Geburah of Yitzhak. He followed the path of his father. He continued his Avodah. From Yitzhak, there was Isav. He could have chosen. He could have chosen as well to be the continuation, but he chose a different path. But Yaakov Avinu continued. And from Yaakov, all his children were following his ways. That lineage, Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, and the children of Yaakov became a family. You know, when you have a gene that develops once, two, three, four generations, it becomes part and parcel of the genes of the spiritual DNA of that family. Our family, the family of Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, and B'nai Yisrael, our family chose and worked to become the picture in that picture, friend. We chose to take on this lifestyle. We chose to become the nation that would choose to become the Tselem Elohim. We want to be the image of Hashem. We want to live that life with that responsibility. And that is why the Torah was given to Am Yisrael. And that is why the purpose of creation is the existence of Am Yisrael. Because we're the ones who are taking the gift of Hashem and actually bring it into fruition. That's why it says Shomer Yisrael. There's more on the subject. Be'ezad Hashem will continue tomorrow.